Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only podcast that updates you on Long Beach's schools, their sports teams, and the community at large. As always, this show is part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post, and it's hosted by us, the 562.org, or the Three Horsemen of the Apocalypse. I'm JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gardabasio. And I'm Tyler Hendrickson. And one of the best ways that you can support everything we do at the 562 is becoming a subscriber. And the way that you do that is go to the 562.org. And there's a big subscribe button. You can't miss it. We recommend smashing it. It is not required. Once you click that, it takes you to our Patreon page. And Patreon is just a third party that allows people to subscribe to causes or websites like ours that they're interested in. So you can sign up to be a monthly recurring donor to the 562 and make sure that we can keep producing this kind of content for the city of Long Beach month after month and year after year. It's the way of the future, you guys. Patreon is the way of the future. We're going to be able to decide very soon what news we want to pay for, what news we want to trust. I'm thinking of like an all gas, no breaks. You know what I mean? It's the journalism we deserve. And we hope that the 562.org can be that same thing for Long Beach as we push into an uncertain future. Speaking of which, obviously, everybody is thinking about election results this week. And Long Beach is no different. Big changes coming, Mike. I, f- I feel like we're kind of in a shift here with local government in Long Beach. The Long Beach Post just doing an incredible job of updating everybody on those results on Tuesday night and during Wednesday. Yeah, uh, what up, Long Beach? Brought to you as part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. And you're right; they were up. They're keeping. Uh, they're keeping sports writer hours during election night, staying up till two or three a.m. counting those votes. There are some races that are going to affect the local schools that we cover. Uh, there was one seat open on the LBUSD school board with uh, Felton Williams retiring. Doug Otto had already won the seat to replace John Meyer, but that other one, uh, which represents the Poly and Cabrillo areas. Um, is uh, looks like it will be won by Eric Miller. Pretty tight race between Eric Miller and uh, Tonya Reyes Uranga, who's a former city council person. Uh, her husband's currently on the city council. Very involved uh, political family with a long history. Eric Miller, um, probably a little bit less well known, uh, but had the backing of the teachers union, which I think was sort of the major distinction between the two candidates. And uh, it does look like Eric Miller is going to win. So very curious to see how that plays out uh, as the rest of those votes get counted and, uh, and we see what happens with that. So there was also an LBCC Board of Trustees seat up, which it looks like Herlinda Chico is going to uh, run away with. That's not a surprise. She had all of the major endorsements and uh, was certainly the best known of the candidates running for that seat. So if you want to check out those results, get to Long Beach Post right now. Like I said, they're doing a great job. And I also wanted to say, you know, obviously a lot of people have been stressing about this election on both sides. And I think social discourse is going to be very important when all these kids and teachers and staff come back to school. I mean, it starts there, right? All of your ability to have social discourse and discuss these tough issues starts at school. So when we do come back to school, please, Long Beach, listen to each other. Don't just wait for your turn to talk. Don't just try to convince somebody else that they're wrong and you're right. Let's make sure that when we do get back to whatever normal is going to be, that we're listening to each other and we're allowing each other to have an opinion without trying to change each other's mind. This is America. That's how it's supposed to go. And like I said, it starts when you go to school. As we inch closer to the holiday season, one of the traditions that I've enjoyed in recent years is getting Naples Rib Company, a big hog pack for the whole family. Obviously, the the holidays will be different for all of us this year, but if you're looking for some great quality food here locally, got to recommend Naples Rib Company. Get a big hog pack, get sausages, get mac and cheese, mashed potatoes that I can eat by the gallon, 
head on down to Second Street for either outdoor dining or takeout that's currently available. And keep Naples Rib Co. in mind for any holiday dining plans. Takes away the, the fear of cooking. Let their, let their talented staff take care of it. So, yeah, head on down to Naples on Second Street. Support the people who support Long Beach Sports. And Naples Rib Co. has been doing that for years. We are now welcoming on our special guest for the week, Long Beach Poly High School Athletic Director, our guy, Rob Shock. We're catching him between phone calls. That's just how it happens over there, 1600 Atlantic Avenue. What's up, Rob? How you doing? Hey, JJ, how you doing? What's up, guys? Tyler, Mike, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're always busy. How has how your day-to-day been over there at Poly? Is it just nonstop phone calls? Well, it, it's, it's just different phone calls and, and dealing with uh, different situations at hand. I mean, every day is different. I'm just trying to stay active, involved, uh, different type of Zoom meetings, as you know, from here and there, and then, you know, some workshops and trainings. Uh, just, just trying to stay, you know, actively involved and, you know, being available for our parents and our students and, and the rest of our, our staff on, you know, dealing with other, other things going on on campus. Rob, you know, you and, and uh, girls athletic director, Crystal Irving and all the CSOs and all the coaches over there have obviously been on, on our minds um, since, uh, you know, we all learned of the passing of, uh, of Keith Slice Thompson, who is a good friend of ours. And, and obviously everyone's over there. Um, how are you guys doing? I mean, how's everyone holding up? It, it seems like everyone's been pretty down when I've been talking to them. And I know, it's hard right now because normally we'd all see each other at a football game and talk about it or whatever. And the ways we'd sort of, sort of normally grieve together over losing a friend aren't really available to us. So how, how's everyone handling that loss? You know, we're, we're trying to take it day by day. Um, obviously, you know, first and foremost, you know, say that, you know, um, we are devastated by the news. Uh, we want to make sure that when we send our thoughts and prayers out to his wife and, and his family, it, it was just heartbreaking to hear that here. And, and it was felt not, just only here on campus, but it radiated through, you know, the alumni and, and, and other staff members uh, that anybody who came in contact with, with Keith, you know, he always had a smile. He asked jokes, um, just a great spirit of a person who really just wanted to give back to his community and watch the, the students and student athletes succeed and not, and not just the athletes but also during his time over at Powell at, as a CSO he, he had a genuine interest in our students to be successful and you know help them through whatever situation they are so that they make sure they're on track to graduate and, and get it done I, I think he was he was definitely someone in our a pillar in our community who was here to help any of our students any student you know to try to be successful and and, and get to the next level be it you know, through academics, through athletics, through music, you know, he, he, you know, he was very diverse. He was, you know, he was, he had a lot of different gifts and one of them was, he was a, he was a people person. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, you know, in doing some of the research for the obituary, I, I knew that he was at VIP and that he'd been, you know, that he'd produced the first 213 demo. And, you know, so he's a, He's a producer for, you know, Snoop Dogg and Warren G and Nate Dogg's first recorded tracks, which is like a music hall of fame accomplishment. But I, I, I learned so much more from doing the research. And then I was so sad because, you know, he was such a humble guy. He never threw that stuff in your face. But I'm reading about he, he taught DJ Quick how to use the turntables, you know, uh, all this other stuff. And you're like, yeah. and, and I was just so sad that I wasn't going to get to um, bust his balls about it, you know, because I yeah. always would 
make jokes with him about like, what are you doing? You know, slumming it with us over here, man. Like you know, you're, you're out on the practice field eating Tommy's fries with me and you launched all these dudes careers. Um, but yeah, you, you said it. I mean, he's someone who made such an impact in, in music. And then that's not even how I knew him. I mean, most of yeah. us knew him from being just a, a really dedicated volunteer coach. So um, I think that really says something about the quality of person in the city, but at Poly in particular, that, you know, you have a guy like that who's willing to, who's not calling and saying, make me the head coach, or I'm going to pop a middle finger up on social media. He just shows up and he's like, what can I do? Can I be the JV head coach? Can I, can I coach the, the freshman? you know, or whatever. And then, and then to see that, you know, AJ Luke is stepping up to, to help out with the freshman team. And here you have another musician who's recorded with Grammy award-winning artists and stuff. I mean, it's just a, a, a really unique thing. And uh, I, I don't know, we're obviously missing everything about our lives in the sports world, but, but that's something I've been thinking about a lot is, you know, those are dudes that don't have to give their time back like that. And it's really special that they choose to, you know, I mean, and they pay it forward multiple times. And, you know, we are very blessed to have them, you know, AJ Luke, you know, and Keith, those guys. There's, there's multiple people here on this campus who do it because of where we are for our kids, for our community, for Long Beach. I mean, that's, you know, they just they want our kids to be successful. And they, they see that path and they want to help guide those kids down that, that path to success. And, you know, it's just – you know, not being, it's trying to make great citizens in our community. And I think that's what we're trying to do, you know, and, and if you look at some of the Facebook posts from some, some of the kids, just things that they've said, it's just, it's really heartwarming to, to see, but really sad that he wasn't able to see it yeah. and to see what people, the effect that he had on people's lives and how much impact he had. And, you know, it's important for us to make sure that we continue that. And that, 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 that spirit lives on. It was a reminder to me, and then I know we want to talk about this year's sports, but it was a reminder to me for sure to um, write, that, write those features while people are around, you know what I mean? And, and not, not wait to find out, you know, all this great stuff about your friends until after they pass away. So that, that's something I'm, I'll be thinking about quite a bit, I think, as we get sports geared back up here in the next, uh, next month or two. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's something I was saying. We need to acknowledge those around us now so that they can hear those great messages and those great stories that people have to say about them. It's, it's important. It's, I mean, we all want to feel, you know, uh, I think we all want to hear those accolades and, and it's great to hear them and it makes us feel good. But it's important for those to get it out to people while they're able to hear it and, and understand it and, and, and get it across to them. No surprise at all that the Polly Jackrabbit family are dealing with a loss like a family, but you guys are actually a Long Beach Unified School District family. The Shock family got students over there. So how are you guys dealing with this as a family, being at home, having to do the visual learning and all that stuff? We just tried to prepare our daughters. One's actually, uh, my, my oldest is a Jackrabbit now, coming in ninth grade. My youngest is over at Keller Middle School. Um, we just tried to prepare them and, and, and make them ready for the situation, you know, turn part of their, their bedrooms into a, a small little classroom setting for them so that they had, they had a great, they have a little an environment for them to do schooling and, you know, with their computer set up, with their, you know, Chromebook, and just to really focus on what, you know, what they're supposed to do. And then trying to get them out and about to, to do things, you know, not 
getting complacent or, you know, just, you know, always on their computer or always on their phone, trying to get out and do things. You know, my wife has been very good about trying to mix different things in, you know, for culture wise, going, taking drives to certain areas and, and going out and seeing certain sites and really taking that in, um, you know, a tribute to her to really, you know, helping grow the, the young ladies, you know, just mentally also and, and, and being involved around them and making sure they're physically active and doing things. So, you know, it, just like everybody else, you know, you have your, your good, your good days and, and sometimes your bad days, you know, kids get in a slump, but we're, we're just really trying to move forward. I, I think, you know, we're trying to do what's best. You know, we're thankful that we have the opportunity and, you know, are able to have them, you know, have their own little learning environments at home and, you know, so socialization with their friends occasionally, you know, via Zoom or, um, you know, with Dylan being able to condition with, you know, uh, with, with teammates, you know, and, and stuff like that. So the social aspect is, is important too. I, I can see that, that that's a major piece that is missing for a lot of students. Well, and something that, you know, a lot of our, our listeners are thinking about, and certainly we are thinking about as, as sports writers, <clears throat> is the return of high school sports and, you know, the, the CIF plan and, the, you know, we're looking at some sports starting in December and then a lot start to ramp up, including football in January. You know, how, how are things looking right now? And, you know, how are you guys feeling about the prospect of, of starting sports on time? Well, Tyler, we're, we're just going to stay positive. You know, we're preparing, you know, right now we're in the conditioning phase. Uh, that's, you know, where we are based on what the L.A. and, and Long Beach health officials say. And so we're just we're waiting for the point to where. Uh, if we're given the opportunity to get back inside or to start actual practices, we're, we're, we're waiting for that, I guess, the okay from that. But I think, you know, all we can do right now is, you know, participate in, in our conditioning activities. We can try to stay positive. Uh, hopefully that, you know, in the upcoming weeks or so, we find out we can start preparing for sports, as you say, because it is around the corner. Um, and, probably a little more than a month away, especially with volleyball being, you know, one of the first sports coming up through CIF. I mean, I, you know, you hear CIF saying they're going to stay on their calendar. Um, you know, it's going to base on what the county officials say. So we just got to stay positive, you know, hopefully moving in that direction. You know, I believe that our principals and our, our district is really wanting sports, you know, to move forward. I, I was going to say that the number one question I've had, because You've been in Long Beach even a little bit longer than me, Rob, and you know the, the rumor mill in this city uh, works on overtime all the time, right? It's always election night for the rumor mill in Long Beach. Um, <laughs> you know, anytime someone says, I mean, it might be a Wilson football coach says, uh, you know, I, I feel a little under the weather today, and then all of a sudden I'll go on Facebook and some Facebook group is saying that a Wilson football coach has the virus and football is never going to be played in Long Beach again or something stupid, right? As far as you know right now, the district's plan is basically just to go along with what the county and CIF do, right? I mean, you're not hearing anything other than, hey, if the CIF and county says we're good, we're good, right? Well, I, I think, you know, again, we, we're at the directions of our executive staff at, at, at Long Beach Unified School District. We are, we're waiting, you know, we, we're just going to follow in accordance to what we're told. Again, we are just, we are sitting and, and waiting for some direction, hopefully, uh, again, for us to be able to condition, you know, is a great thing. It's a step in the right direction. We just hope that soon that we can make that next step moving forward, preparing for athletics coming up. I mean, obviously, we have to prepare for, for all 
all situations at hand, um, you know, and hoping that, you know, worst case scenario would be that we would just have a league play and, and move into CIF playoffs. I mean, you know, all, all scenarios are, are taken in, into consideration then. So speaking of football, I mean, obviously nothing's like normal, but you had to put together a football schedule, non-league. That is very yeah. interesting. It's very good. It's one of the most read stories on our website because everybody was curious. How did you put that football schedule together? I mean, are you calling people or were you just fielding calls? Well, we have a great relationship with Corona Centennial and Sarah Gardena. We have kind of, you know, we've had games in the past. So we've communicated that. Coach Barbie reached out to um, Westlake and, and we, we got that one together. You know, on the schedule, we have a, a longstanding rapport with Mission Viejo and I know their AD and we talked and they had an opening and, you know, we secured that down. You know, we, we just got it down. It's just communicating with people that you know and talking. And, and obviously some teams, you know, had, had openings and we just communicated that. I mean, you know, with a lot of these schools, you know, with the three schools, with Mission, uh, Corona Centennial, and, and Sarah Gardena, we have a, a great rapport with them. And, and I'm knowing their, their uh, admin, their athletic directors, they're at their schools and, and having conversation with them. Uh, but adding the Westlake was was was, was key for us too. I think it's a great schedule, uh, preseason schedule, and just hoping that we have the opportunity to participate in it. Was staying close to home, staying close to Long Beach important when you were putting that schedule together? Were you guys concerned about maybe a little bit too much travel and putting people at risk? We did take that in consideration, but it's also uh, who was willing to play. Um, you know, some schools I know, I mean, in just regards of who's going to play who. I mean, look at the, if you look at Mission and you look, at Corona Centennial, there aren't that there aren't a lot of teams I think knocking on the door to play them, and uh, you know, like I said, we've we've had a pass, we've you know we've played each other. I know we've you know we played Corona Centennial last year, so this is a continuation of that contract, and you know it's just I think we took that in consideration, but also the the level of play of you know where we want to to be considered, you know, moving you know moving forward as these divisions are you know, I guess hammered out throughout the year, but we wanted, you know, we wanted to play a tough schedule uh, like we've normally have done and, you know, an opportunity to play some great teams uh, some, and see some great kids, some great athletes on both sides of the ball. Speaking of great athletes, there's a lot of great athletes at Poly this year, which is not particularly an exception, but right. At a different level no, this year for sure. I think that's fair to say. I mean, you know, here, here's to hoping that we can see some of them in action. I'm sure they're, they're going pretty stir crazy just sitting and waiting for, for some kind of answer or resolution or something. And, you know, I, I know it's not just us that are itching for it. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Where we are in our times right now, I, I know they are with some of those kids who lost part of their season in the spring and, and, and now what's been taking place, you know, those kids are just, as you said, itching to get back onto the court, onto the field, into the pool, just the ability to get out there, you know, to participate. I think, that's what's important. I mean, if everyone thinks about it, you know, participating in high school athletics, you know, it means a lot to a lot of students. And, and here, you know, we, we want to make sure we support that and, 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 you know, we're behind it. And we just hope that we have that opportunity. You know, we're, you know, we're blessed to have some, some great talented young men and, and women on this campus and uh, you know, very fortunate, you know, to hopefully see them play this, this season. Last week, we talked to Mike Wadley, the athletic director at Lakewood High School, and he was saying that he was headed to a more league meeting. So how'd that more league meeting go? Is everything okay? Is everything heading in the right direction? Everything, you know, everything's well. I think, you know, we're all, we're all moving in the right direction. I know that we're constantly talking about 
you know, state of athletics, where we are, what we're, you know, what, uh, where we are in our phases. And, 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 you know, obviously every, everybody wants to get out there, you know, uh, from the athletic directors to the principals to our, you know, our district officials. I mean, you know, we want to get our kids back out there doing what they do best. I mean, getting, getting into sports, getting into the classrooms, but we have to do what's best, you know, best, you know, for the health of our, you know, our kids and, and thinking, you know, in that state. But, but I think we're all positive from, from the athletic directors meeting. Uh, we have another one coming up in November. Uh, hopefully, you know, narrowing, narrowing down our starting, you know, where we are, where we sit moving forward, what's going to take transpire in the next, you know, month or so uh, moving towards the, I guess, the start deadline that CIF has set. So, you know, there's a lot of answers that, you know, will be hopefully coming out of our next meeting uh, on how we move forward as a district. We were talking about it last week. Would you agree that transportation is probably going to be the biggest X factor in getting this thing done, trying to move people around as much as you're going to have to? Aside from the virus, obviously, but yeah, yes. like yeah. Besides the virus, yeah, I, I think I just, understanding what the protocol will be for using, you know, how how buses or transportation will be used um, in in moving kids to or getting kids to certain locations and, and to events. But yes, that that is a, a very key point uh, for us. Yes, something that we have to take in consideration. You know, making sure that you know we're doing what's best moving forward. Let me, let me throw this out there, too. If you're a 19-year-old kid who is uh, sick of going to college on Zoom or whatever and looking to make some extra money, uh, find yourself an officiating certificates program to go through real quick in your spare time. Because when you look at the schedule for some of these days, especially you're looking at soccer or basketball or volleyball where you're going to have double headers for these sports at most high schools, you could make yourself quite a bit of money in your spare time. <laughs> yes, January, definitely. definitely. They're looking for – they are looking for officials. It is a great opportunity for a college student. And anybody that wants to make any extra money being an official, there are, are a lot of opportunities because once, you know, if we're projected the way that the CIF schedule goes, we, we're going to go from December to June and it's impactful. I mean, uh, an official could be coaching almost every day, uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, for high school athletics, the way uh, some of the schedules will be and uh, all the games in the local area. So it is something that, you know, people need to consider if they're looking to earn some, uh, some extra money. It's the gig and economy. On, get it. On the same note, if you're a talented aspiring writer, uh, feel free to email us some uh, resume and some writing samples because we will need help covering all those sports if they happen, and hopefully they do. <laughs> Let me cross out writer and put videographer with your own equipment. <laughs> In an ideal world, yes, that would be great. Yes. <laughs> so everybody's just hoping and praying and wishing that we get back to it. How are the players and the coaches feeling when you see them on campus? Are they just as hopeful or are they kind of feeling the, the, the grind? I, I believe everyone's, you know, the way, the way I see it is everyone's staying positive. I think, you know, trying to move in the right direction, staying positive. And, and that's important for our coaches to make sure that they're staying positive. Also doing, you know, all the, the safety precautions and the kids participating in, in, that, in that sense, really doing all the right things to make sure that we're trying to uh, – follow all of our directives and the protocol set forth some positive attitudes, you know, coaches having positive attitudes, you know, I see the coaches there, you know, they're, they're, they're excited. Why do they Coach, still have the buzzers going for passing period when there's no kids on campus? Sorry. So the teachers know <laughs> where they are. 
okay. so the teachers know. It's like it's just set for the teachers to not kind of keep them in line because they're not <laughs> maybe looking at their clocks. They're looking because if you, you and I look right now, we're just we're on Zoom. Yeah. When was the last time you looked at a clock to know what time it is? Because <laughs> yeah, you can go true. over. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it also gives the kids kind of a for kids on Zoom. If they hear the bell, they know. Oh, that's too many. Oh, I'm on time. So kind of keep. We're trying to keep them in the same routine. Yeah. So when you. when they do return back, it's a familiar sound, and they know. Oh, what? Well, that's the two two minute bell. I need to make sure I get in class on time. You know. We're just trying to keep as many things as routine as possible. What about the parents? Have you been dealing with concerned parents as to what's going on now or what's going to go on in the future? Or are you having to communicate with them as well? We, we try to. I think the coaches do a great deal uh, of communication with the parents, and they're doing a great job. You know, I think our coaches are doing a great job speaking to our parents, letting them know step by step where we sit in, in this situation, you know, in this pandemic, what we're doing, uh, what the expectation is, where we're moving forward. I think we're communicating that well. Uh, yeah, I have received calls from parents. And just basically letting them know what our, you know, what our protocol is, what, what steps we're taking, really trying to be open and transparent. And I think we, we have great support from our parents. And I think, you know, they understand it. And I know many of them want to get their kids back out there. Uh, they want to, you know, they want to see them just like anybody else. So I think it's been very good for us, uh, very supportive. I think our parents are, you know, staying informed. Our coaches are doing a great job of informing our parents and, and, and you know, connecting with them at least we, you know, weekly sending out some type of information for them and letting them know where we stand. Uh, last question for me, Rob, because I know you've got a lot of stuff you probably have to get back to, but when we've talked to, you know, athletic directors at St. Anthony and Wilson, you know, Lakewood, you guys, it, it seems like the question I've been asking is if, if you were authorized today to put a waiver in front of all your parents that said, you know, uh, we're, we're signing a liability waiver, whatever, like we want our kids to play games and be at practice and, and, and going full bore on a high school sports. What percentage of your parents would you guess would, would sign that? I mean, we've been hearing, it's, you know, most people seem to think it's about 90% of their parents that, they, you know, that what they overwhelmingly hear is do whatever you can do to get things going. Is, is that kind of what you're hearing? Or do you think people are a little bit more wait and see with it? Well, well, Michael, I think, the biggest push and the reason why that percentage might be very high is because we see, I mean, look, we've seen basketball, seen basketball take place. We're seeing college football, professional football taking place. So sports are moving forward. And I mean, if you go by the parks and you look at the park, Well, and I, I, there's high schools, but there's full high school sports going in. I want to say 33 of the 50 states as well. Exactly. I mean, just locally, you see people, you know, like park and recs program practicing, you know what I mean? You got soccer and, you know, softball and, and, and baseball, I, I think there would be a very high percentage of, of parents wanting to, you know, get their kids back active. I think part of it is because they feel it's important for them as, as part of their, you know, development, you know, it, it mentally, physically, and emotionally. I, I think you guys understand that being around sports and, you know, seeing all the different stories, you know, the positive aspect it has for kids, the motivation it, it creates. I think it would be a positive number. I think it's something that would, you know, people would be very involved in. And we would be very understanding of, of those who, who didn't. I mean, we understand. We respect that. You know, you got to respect and you got to do what's best, you know, you feel for your family and for your child. Well, Long Beach Poly is lucky to have you. Long Beach is lucky to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time, Rob. We really appreciate it. Best of luck with all you got going on over there right now. And hopefully we'll see you soon.
JJ, thank you. Tyler, Mike, we appreciate, you know, you guys, all that you do for, for us and for all the kids, you know, day in and day out. We're very thankful for all that you do for the, for the community of Long Beach. And it's always great talking with you guys and seeing you guys around. I just, you know, hopefully we can do this soon while we're watching something take place athletically in front of us. You know, you know I don't so. care what it is. Quidditch, uh, a long toss contest, whatever it is. I, I need something. Yes. You know, and, and just, you know, looking forward to this season. And hopefully we get it because our, our, I know our kids are, itch, like you said, itching to play. And, and they love seeing you guys out there. And they want to give you guys something to do. We're, we're ready. ready. Thanks so much, Rob. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Another great interview with another great person in the Long Beach Unified School District. I mean, proud to be LBUSD, right, Tyler? Well, absolutely. And it's like, <laughs> we say that it's like another great person. It's like, because there's so many great people in this community and in this district, and we're lucky to work with them and be able to see them <laughs> not as often as we used to, but still, you know, being able to hear from people like Rob Schock and, you know, all the athletic directors that we work with. I mean, it's just a truly a joy for us and it makes our job so much easier. So thank you to Rob and, and really all the administrators and coaches that we work with that, that do so much for the youth of this city. And, you know, we can't thank you enough for the, you know, the work that you do for the kids and, and for allowing us to do our jobs in the way that we want to. So that's, that's what makes Long Beach special. We're a community that works together for the right reasons. And we're able to cover the schools and not just the school's teams and all that stuff that we say at the top of the podcast every week. That's important, but the only way we're able to do it is because the school district allows it. I mean, Mike is not able to be on this last uh, segment right here on the podcast because he's literally talking to the district right now. And I think we got to continue to do it as well because somebody has to be covering Long Beach Unified School District. It's the largest employer in the city. It's important. And like I said, it's full of great people. So, so excited to have Shock on. We're definitely going to have some more teachers and staff members on the podcast in the near future to let you know what's going on there. Now, before we get out of here, Ty, I, I've been wanting to ask you, so I thought we might as well just talk about it on the podcast. Are you watching the NFL this year? I, I can't believe that, uh, that people who are left-leaning got the FBI and the NFL in this divorce over the last four years. But, but, here, but here we are. It's ours now. Are you watching the NFL? You know, I'm, I'm, I got to be honest, I'm not watching very much. Um, you know, the, the season, I think, snuck up on everybody. It was weird, you know, with the, without the preseason and everything. I know there's, there's obviously Long Beach guys that I have my, my eye on. Unfortunately, there's, it's been kind of a tough year for injuries uh, for some of our alums. So guys like Jarrell Casey, Iman Marshall, uh, Deshaun Jackson, um, you know, our guy, John Ross, looking for a, a new home to get some more playing time. So, you know, I mean, it's, that part of it has affected my watching of it. I'm thinking now that baseball and basketball are over, that if really the only sports that are left are NFL, they're going to they're gonna pull me back in a little bit just for, for lack of other options. But, I mean, it certainly has nothing to do with any uh, social uh, trends or any things that they try to insinuate that, that that's why ratings are down. But I don't know. It just doesn't have my interest the way it did in years past. And I'm not doing fantasy football, so, you know, I'm just – you know, just rooting for our guys, you know, just rooting for the guys that we covered. That's not a bad way to go. I mean, you could literally watch every single professional sport in America and root for Long Beach guys. They're, they're everywhere. We're doing a special edition of this podcast with J.P. Crawford this week. So make sure you check that out at Long Beach Post. He just won the gold glove. That's, that's incredible. It's incredible. And we got him less than 24 hours after that news was announced. So an exclusive interview you guys got to check out. But you're right, Tyler. The injuries do affect your ability to watch your favorite team, 
their favorite players and all that stuff. I don't think the NFL was ever built to battle uh, playoff NBA basketball. That's why playoff NBA basketball is in June and the NFL is in the fall. That's not on accident. Um, so we will see next year, I think, the real change in who's still watching the NFL. I mean, I, I, I do believe the entire league flew too close to the sun a few years ago when it, when it felt like the NFL literally owned Sunday. It was like church and the NFL. Those are the two things that owned a day of the week. And, uh, and, and it's definitely gone downhill since then for a lot of different reasons. Um, I, I think safety is a huge concern of mine in general. I have a hard time forgetting all the articles that I've written and that I've read about CTE and safety in the game. You know, you see a big hit and I'm immediately concerned about the player. That, that's not a way I want to watch sports. I want to make sure everybody's safe out there, it's fair, and then let, may let the best team win. And I don't feel like that's the same way anymore. I mean, you're talking to a person who has literally been raised by football, so it's very tough for me to admit that but I don't watch football the same way anymore. And I think that's also just had me watching less football overall. Yeah, I, I would, I would share that sentiment. You know, I, and it's, it is kind of a complicated relationship, I guess, in that way, because I've seen firsthand, you know, growing up in Long Beach, you see what, what football, you know, can provide to a community and the opportunities that uh, it provides to, you know, to young athletes who, who need um, an outlet to, you know, whether it's uh, having a career in college or going on to the NFL. And then now, those players are in a position financially where they can give back to the community. You know, one of the stories I wrote recently was, you know, about Jarrell Casey and the Casey funds um, having a, you know, food giveaway for kids, um, you know, for, for free at the boys and girls club at Kings park. So, I mean, there's, there's so much good that we see, you know, and with all the camps and, you know, the donations from athletes that, you know, football provides that outlet. And so I know how important it is and, you know, but at the same token, you know, I mean, on the same side of it, you can see like, you know, with, the tragedies with Junior Seau and, you know, all the other, you know, long-term injuries that we're seeing. So we just need to work together to strike that balance and make sure that our, our intent is good um, because there is still so much good that comes from sports. And we, we love to be able to cover those stories, um, but we have to be realistic about some of the, the drawbacks that happen. And, you know, athletes are dedicating their lives to this. You hear JP talk about um, how much time he has to put into, um, you know, being an elite level athlete. And so, you know, they, they, they deserve to have a platform as well. You know, they're, they're still people at the end of the day and, you know, they don't owe us anything really. Um, and they, they should be compensated well and protected. So it's, it's just something we have to figure out in the years ahead, but add it to the list of things that are kind of changing and up for discussion in, in America and really in the entire world. If the, if the pandemic's done anything, it's caused us all to reassess what are we really doing here? <laughs> No doubt. Yeah, I don't want to go back to normal. I want to make a brand new world that's better than anything we've ever seen before. What's, what's, the, old, uh, what's the old cheers? May today's best be your future's worst? That's, that's what I want. That's what I want for everything. Uh, obviously, if you want to know about those Long Beach players and if they're going to get back into the league or if they're coming up, whatever, it's it, whatever it is, you're going to find it at the562.org. We do our LB and MLB, our LB and NFL stories. So we keep you up to date on what Long Beach is doing in the professional leagues. And uh, spoiler alert, it's a lot. Long Beach just keeps popping up everywhere, and we absolutely love it. It's given us something to do as we wait for the return of local sports, which, fingers crossed, should be right around the corner. So for Mike and for Tyler, for JJ, and for everybody else at the562.org and Long Beach Post, we want to make sure we see you very soon. So everybody, stay safe out there.